Are you ready, yeah? Yeah, born ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Born ready, sure. Yeah, man. Let's go. Afternoon or indeed good bloody well evening to all of our fantastic listeners, and you are fantastic. This is our dedicated Nintendo podcast, aptly named Switch Island. And to get things started, I want to introduce you to the two boys I'm going to be chatting all things Switch with. And first off, of course, it is our more affluent brother from another mother, close to being handed his P45 several times. It is Mark. How you doing, Mark? Yeah, mate. Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. Making your uh, your Twitter handle this week is this week. It is ack ack. <laughs> it's at smart tweeter. It's it been the same for a while, actually. Keeping it keeping it the same. Just to reiterate, that's consistency. At, yeah, at and not ack. Uh, alongside him, <laughs> it's the brain train, famous for flying multiple digital planes. Our resident intellectual. It is Pete. How are you doing, Pete? You okay, mate? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Coming coming at you over the interweb of things for a change. I know, I know. We're within touching distance anyway, but now it's like, you know, we've never even known each other. It's disgusting. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, mate? At GQ Preacher it is. Damn right it is. And speaking of damn, <laughs> nice segue into my name, which is Dan. I am your Flamingo <laughs> fan, Danny Ward, and my Twitter machine is at Danny Ward 2707. Anyway... We are the Switch Island, and we are now going to talk into your ear holes about our beloved Nintendo. So if you would like to support us, please give this podcast a sub on the service you're using. Follow us on Twitter, which is at Switch underscore Island, or check out the site, which is www.switchisland.co.uk. Anybody that is listening, we have blown up on YouTube. We're getting a lot of content out, maybe three to four different pieces per week. We're all super enthused, apart from Mark, who has had to record a Samsara video with me several times, so we've seen the game first time several times which i don't know how that works but we are trying our hardest to get youtube going so if you can uh, follow the link through the website www.switchisland.co.uk and then give us a sub and a little like and a little comment or anything that you want to or just slaters whatever you want to you want to do it's fine so uh boys how the devil are you yeah good i just want to ask a question actually about the the fact that pete is recording in a different location is there some sort of relationship breakdown i need to know about well, do you want to take this one, Pete? Yeah, he beat me at Smash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't take it too kindly, stormed out. Um, and um, yeah, we, we just we just don't meet up anymore because of that. Okay, so you, you can still talk to him like you know, like this, but just face to face, you can't. I just can't see his face. It just gets me so angry. And yeah. obviously, and obviously, as an adult, I'm, um, you know, I'm not an advocate of any internet breakups of any kind. So moving on, on to the news. Uh, so <laughs> biggest news of the week, obviously, is something that we want to uh, want to attribute a little bit of time to. So Nintendo releases the sales figures, updates, prediction for the financial year. So Mark... Uh, so I'm quite excited about this one, actually. Sorry. <laughs> are you, are you really? Yeah. <laughs> Go on, Mark. No, this, this is good news, isn't it, this? Well, I mean, and some some of our uh, some of the crew here need to uh, sort of eat cake a little bit, you know? So, Dan, have you got anything to say? Not, not really. Uh, not really. Okay. I'm happy that they've done well. So, what oh. are the figures just for posterity? Yeah. Okay, so... This will blow your mind if you haven't heard them, by the way. Yeah, it probably will. It's blow amazing. Your tiny so little mind. Sold, 
32 million switches Ooh. since March the 3rd, 2017, Lord. since the Switch released. 32 million, so creeping up towards the N64 lifetime sales, which is ridiculous for, it's, you know, it's just getting up to sort of two years. Um, in, in that time period, they've had 163.6 million software sales, wow. which is ludicrous. That's, that's incredible. Um, uh, and in the last in in the financial year so far, so since April, so between April and December 2018, they sold 14.49 million units. Um, and this next fact will probably blow your mind. If you compare the switch to other platforms in their th- first 36 months, the switch is currently tracking above the PS4 and is about in line with how well the Wii did. Oh my wow. days. More figures for you. If we talk about software from the financial year, I'll just go through the top three. Super Mario Party sold 5.3 million in that time. That's surprising, isn't it? Super Mario Party. Wow. Amazing. Pokemon Let's Go sold 10 million. (laughs) Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, 12 million in Crazy. the same period since like December like, 3rd or whatever it's only it was. just come out hasn't it as well yeah. that's really flexing it, it sold 3 million units in 11 days so that's a 40% take up on consoles as in uh, 40% of people with a console had Super Smash Brothers Ultimate mate I've got those facts right now I'll tell you, take you through the attachment rates for games because they yes. are crazy huge I'm just crazy huge. Asked, I, they are crazy huge I'm, I'm coining that nice. <laughs> I like it I like this YouTube <laughs> phrase I'll go through it in, in order of the, the highest attachment to lowest attachment. Top six, this is. How many, what percentage of Switch units do you think own Mario Kart 8? Oh, that'll be high, that. That's like, people buy the console for 80%. that. 80%. Pete? Oh, I'm guessing. Oh, I don't know. Um, 80% is maybe a bit high. Thanks, Pete. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I don't know. Um, maybe about 75, I'd say. So slightly under. Well, you've gone way over both of you. It's forty-seven percent, which was still high high. <laughs> when I saw it. <laughs> no, that is high. I was just covering my bet, my bases, um, making sure. So I'll just I'll just run through the rest. Forty-three percent own Odyssey. Thirty-seven percent so currently already own Super Smash. Thirty-six percent own Breath of the Wild. So Smash is already higher attachment rate than Breath of the Wild already. Thirty-one percent own Pokemon Let's Go. And 26% own Splatoon 2. And, you know, the best thing about that as well, Splatoon is up there. And that was only released in the last console generation. That's not one of your big name. Yeah, it doesn't that, have Mario very, in it. It doesn't have the prestige or the, the background that maybe those other names do. But, I mean, the most important fact, I mean, we've I've sort of buried the lead a little bit there because there's something <laughs> that does need to be looked at in a little bit more detail, which is Nintendo, um, they, re- you know, whilst... They had their 20 million prediction, their target of 20 million for the financial year. And I just want to remember, um, Pete, what was your prediction again, mate? For, so for uh, I went higher than everyone, but I think I was at maybe 23 to 25, was it? What, yeah, where was I think it? it was 22. Um, 22. And what, what was Dan's again? I can't remember. Uh, he said like one. They'd sell one, one console. Well, they, yeah, one console. <laughs> I um, was I was conservative with my estimates. You were conservative, your estimate. Your, your estimate was ten million. So uh, they've updated their target. To, Wait, what, what um, was yours? What you were? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's a good point. Mine was eighteen million. Okay. okay, okay. And so they're currently at you know just under sort of fifteen million. 
Um, and they, they've updated their target to um, sort of between 17 and 18 million. So okay. what now, what I want to know is, do you remember Pete? Because I can't quite remember from the show. We'll probably have a fan who can tell us. Um, what, what, what was it that Dan promised if, if he wasn't right? Oh, dear. There were some big promises made up. There were like some promises of like meals sent or like I, I am sit down meal. Okay. Yeah, I remember this. I think I promised some sort of dinner or luncheon to the two of you. If I was uh, luncheon already. Hold on though. I will still defend my point of saying I was more accurate than Pete was. Because Pete estimated over. I still said an L a loss is a loss, an L's an L. So they're oh, not going to hit those numbers. I said, you know, I'm still uh, yeah, it's conservative. Yeah, you probably are closer. Yeah, you're not meant to be. Are. That's an interesting point. Fight me back, Pete. Come on, mate. Bravado, mate. Although oh. if they do get if they do get to 18, <laughs> Pete will still be closer in terms of numbers. But in terms of like l- l- you know lower or higher, if it was high, if we were playing higher or lower, then you would you'd be above you'd be Pete winning. definitely. Yeah, mm. just just. But I think regardless of the banter that you seem to be wanting to ensue between us all, um, I think it's still a great figure for Nintendo, clearly, because the tracking close to several extremely successful consoles. And I remember reading, like you said the other day there, that they've now overtaken the PlayStation or the trajectory for the console is similar to that of the PlayStation 4. And considering how successful the PS4 has been, um, that's just unreal. Absolutely so I, unreal. I'm not. Sure, I'd have to check the accuracy on this, but I was reading um, something more recently, which was if you look at last year in in the United States, uh, the PS4 was outselling the Switch every single month consistently. Yeah. But then, because of the Christmas, the Switch ended up being the best selling console in the US territory. Okay. So even though the PS4 was beating it every single month leading up to it. Because the Christmas was so successful for Nintendo, they actually pushed to being the most successful console or most sold console in the US. What's super interesting about that is what Nintendo is trying to do is emulate what the successes uh, PlayStation Sony have got with PSN. So the way they're trying to build up the online platform, the way they're trying to increase the revenue there. So for context, the, the figures for PSN were released yesterday. Um, and I'm just trying to find They're it. gargantuan. They're absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So everyone, everyone's favorite chart. So in 2018, the total network service revenue of PSN was um, around about $12.5 billion. Um, so the revenue generated from Sony's PSN network in 2018 is higher than Nintendo's total revenue for 2018. So again, put that into Crazy. context. Everything yeah. just from PSN alone completely wipes the floor with with nintendo so what nintendo need to do now is real double down on this uh, online service they've got the um install base for the consoles they need to now really focus hard and how can we make this online platform better than sony's there's no point in trying to just emulate it and go for exactly the same thing make it better um and i'm, I'm just hoping this year is the year that they can do that yeah i think uh, just to sort of summarize on the stats front i think you know, whoever won with the predictions uh, overall, I think Nintendo are the winners. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Um, okay, so moving on to the next one. So Nintendo is also, I think, the news that came out, preparing at least one unannounced Switch game that fans will be delighted to know. So that's the quote. Fans would be delighted to know. What do we think that's going to be? Well, I mean, is this... I guess with them saying fans will be delighted to know... It, it's not going to be a new IP, is it? 
Um, no, that, that no. sort of sounds to me. The use of the word fans makes me think this is going to be something from their back catalogue they're bringing back. Um, Do you know, I've not seen in a while. Yeah. What would be a really nice touch, and it might never happen, is a lot of people have been disappointed by more recent news that we'll talk about in a second. So, like the diehard fans are going to be upset by a certain announcement we'll talk about. Some kind of older classic love letter kind of game to the fans. One that maybe they've been clamoring for, which won't take as long to to maybe to 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 make as say um, a Metroid game. Hmm. It could be something like an F Zero, and I know like that's something that people say. Oh well, they they, they want to do something different with it, but I think that, that it's changed a little bit, hasn't it? What if what if they brought back a much beloved franchise that has been sitting on the back burner and they don't try to like bring something different to it they just do it the same but stronger and better with online functionality like a racer like f-zero could be a good shot yeah it's a really good shot mark what do you think yeah no i'd I'd be very very happy with an f-zero i mean we still haven't seen anything about that rumored star fox grand prix so whether or not that was real or not um in, in, in we'll get to talking about the Metroid news in a minute, but it could, that could be what Retro have been working on for the last sort of four years or whatever. And now they've got the capacity to take on another like franchise that was failing. That that's all adding to the idea that it could be something Star Foxy, could be something F Zero. <laughs> you would say Star Fox, wouldn't you? Um, it could be. Like I think that's the whole point. We could speculate as much as we'd like on it, but reality is, I think if they're they're intimating fans would be delighted to know and really this is the kind of push that they've got for 2019 is guys there is something there you know we know we haven't brought a direct out in in january however there is something that you're going to really enjoy i think it's going to be a zelda i really do i can't see it being anything other than a zelda this year um mainly because the guys that have been working on the uh, breath of the wild haven't been doing anything for a couple of years they've been taking on developers and producers and that was going back a year or you know year and a half ago um if you really want to see a, a landmark game come out this year, I just I can't can't see past it. But again, anyone listening, um, sound off in the comments. Have a little look on Twitter. Maybe just shout at us, see what you think. Um, as Mark alluded to, Metroid Prime development completely restarted and given to Retro Studios. Are we happy about that? Uh, disappointed, mm. but it's like Retro are known for Metroid Prime. It was and refreshing the way that it was announced. I'll be honest about that. I know a lot of people... Felt on very that, honest, didn't it? It did, mm. and a lot of people commented on that, which was quite nice to see. The quiet I mean, 5% of the internet were drowned out by positivity mm. for once. I mean, Mark, you, you you are... Cut you in half, and it's got Metroid written written through you. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean, I w- one of my favourite videos on YouTube, and I'm not a big YouTube user, but I've watched the one, the um, the super edit of all the fans out there like at the when they showed off the um the title screen for metroid prime 4 and people just like losing their mind it's really fun to watch that because you've just got um like because because the way that they revealed it was just like through the the mist and it just sort of then the, the logo sort of emerges out of this mist yeah and you get people just losing their mind i, I love that video it's, i love um, videos like that i love the smash brothers yeah. re- uh, reveal yeah that's and a great one as well i know yep. it's i know we're talking nintendo but there was one for last of us too and people just lost it in e3 lost it. and it's yep. just they're the best videos they're so good they are the best videos they're so much fun uh they're so heartwarming because you've just got these like nerds freaking out yeah um <laughs> but i so whilst i'm disappointed i'd much rather that they didn't just release like um 
a, fall, a Fallout 76 type game and yeah, just put exactly. it out there and, and just said, oh, you know, here's another Fallout. People are going to buy it, pre-order it ahead of time. We'll make our money and move on. I'd rather they, you know, didn't take that Bethesda approach and just got it right. And I think we, we, we know that Nintendo, and this isn't like the, the Wii U era where they, they would need to bring it out regardless. They, they've got enough of a success on their hand that they can take their time. And um, they might have been thinking that showing the the logo early was a bit of a um, a mistake, but I, I don't yeah. know. I'm still in mixed minds about whether it's a mistake. What do you think? It's tough from my side, but I'm more thinking of the pressure that's now on Retro to deliver because the game's yeah. gone home. It's gone to where it's meant to be, and it should have really you know come from initially. But obviously, they've got something else in development that people have been um, second guessing for the best part of like two three years. My first gut was like, this is one huge play of like, it's going to be out this year still. And this is kind of the announcement that Retro have been working on it. And I was like, that's probably not, yeah, that's it probably be a bit too bullshit of Nintendo to do that. So I kind of dismissed it. And then I started to think, well, critically now, this game has been going to be under such intense scrutiny when it does come out. Because in two, three years, whoever's quality controlling it, Nintendo, must be ruthless to turn around and go, this game isn't good enough. So therefore, we're taking it away from you. Scrapping um, development, the producer's still on board, I think, and he's working with Retro, is that correct? So they're either, well, not blaming the team, but just saying the team weren't capable you know, enough to, to produce a game that was going to inspire people. But Pete, I don't know what your, your take, you love the, the trilogy as well as Mark, so you know, what's, the, what's the crap before we move on? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's the right decision. They they know they 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 know if the game's not what they want it to be, and we support Nintendo's kind of games and produce because we think it's a cut above the rest. And if they've got really high standards and are like, you know, this isn't the way it is, well played for the confidence to do it. I quite liked the way that they just had somebody telling us and saying, "Listen, really sorry, but we're going to have to go back to the drawing board," and mm. you know, that's quite honest and. I was like, oh, that's a real shame, but, well, at least we know. And it's just one of those things. It's not always going to be a straight path to the finish, is it? And Completely agree. And, uh, and it was. it's nice to be included in, like, the decision... Or not included in the decision process, but at least told, like, mm-hmm. what was going on. Because people really care about these games, and they care about Nintendo. And when they have someone who works for them, who, who invests a lot of their time in, just honestly saying, it's just not what we want it to be, we're going to have to start again... But yeah. you've got to just accept that, I guess. Speaking of honesty, uh, so they've also told us that Mario Kart Tour <laughs> is postponed until the summer. Um, and then also that uh, Dr. Mario World for mobile will be coming out in the summer also. So again, two more mobile games, I think, that are going to um, be the Nintendo's latest foray into into mobile. What, what do we think, guys, Mark, specifically? Did you play any of their previous mobile games? Uh, yeah, I played a bit of um, the Fire Emblem Heroes. I wasn't a huge fan of that version of it. It was okay. I, I mean, they, they did a nice job of pointing that across. I played the Animal Crossing Pocket Camp for about 20 minutes and then realized that this wasn't the Animal Crossing I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mario Run is the game I've, I've put the most time into, definitely. Yeah, it was the same as well. How about yourself, Pete? Did you pick any up? Yeah, Heroes the most. I uh, played quite a bit of that. And I think they, they did enough to streamline the mechanics of Fire Emblem whilst also cash in on like the characters that you've been playing in that series for quite some time. So they did a good job with that, I thought. But again, I, I'm, I don't, I, I'm not somebody, 
I've bought my Nintendo console to play <laughs> Nintendo games, so yeah. that's where I'm going to play them. Like, I, I see this as just a way to get casual fans to to re-engage with like the IPs, so that you can be like, well, you know, you like those. Why don't you you get our our main console offering? And there's there's a whole host of games with these characters in. And I think if that's that's how I see it working. I don't really see it as for me, really. It's fascinating, really. I think it's um, yeah, someone I work with always says, hey, you need to back all the horses, Dan. And this seems to be one of those kind of indications of Nintendo are just trying everything they can. They're seeing what's going to take off, what's popular. But the revenue they got from Super Mario Run, I, I think that was pretty high. I remember reading um, some figures and certainly it wasn't any slouch when it came to Nintendo's fiscal opinion. So clearly the, it must be worthwhile for it to be um, to get in their biggest IPs, especially on Mario Kart on there, which I think will do well. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to that, and obviously we've, we've kind of spoken about a couple of things that shareholders aren't going to be happy about, which is Metroid Prime, aren't going to be happy about Mario Kart Tour being postponed, but one thing they probably are, are like looking towards is Darksiders, which was announced by mistake. Um, I'm always curious to know how people keep on making the same mistakes over and over again, or whether or not publishers and software houses just pick... Like GameStop and say, look, guys, we need you to uh, accidentally release this game and just let everyone know about it. But it seems to be like just a litany of them this year. It's certainly the back end of 2018 as well. But Darksiders, Mark, if it's you a nice. It. Oh, sorry, mate. Uh, just one thing about that. I always think it's you're not Mark. When... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so come on, Pete. Come on, mate. Yeah. Come on. Sorry. Um, do you know when? Do you remember when the Arctic Monkeys were a thing? Like yes. at the start everyone felt that they had themselves discovered the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. And then they were the best-selling artists of all time, essentially, because everyone thought it was their secret that they'd found. Um, and that's a little bit like these little game leaks. Like, everybody's like, oh, I found this. And if it's like a marketing strategy, it's really effective because everybody thinks they're just in on a little secret that no one intended to put out there. So if it is a strategy, it's quite a clever one. That anyone uh, mm-hmm. intended to put out there. Anyone played a Darksiders? I was, yes. was going to say, I've not played one, but they seem to be super popular. Um, go on, Pete. It looks like a Pete game. It did, yeah. yeah. It, it, imagine, um, imagine an apocalyptic skin for a Zelda game, and you're pretty close. Oh. You're pretty mm. close. It's got like um, an open world. It, it's set in kind of like the, the horseman of the apocalypse. Um and there's like a, a good narrative to it. It's an action kind of actiony RPG kind of thing, uh, but very similar to Zelda. It's got like uh, like dungeons and puzzles, and yeah, it, it's a well made uh, Zelda kind of. I don't want to say Zelda clone, but it feels very similar to Zelda to me. Mm-hmm. It's got a very passionate and loyal fan base, and usually mm-hmm. with games like this, when they are quite uh, niche. Um, you know that's a very good sign, and I think that's something that you know we all tend to pick up on quite well. But are you excited for it? Sounds, sounds interesting. Much? Well, only that it's, I think it's like rumored for April, or did it actually say April? I know this isn't the best way to like segue, but what was the other rumor that was kind of part announced this week? There was something else on Twitter, and people weren't giving it a lot of credence. Oh, I know what it was. The Final on. Fantasy VII video. Was it? Did you see that? The video, they, they, they released a new Switch trailer that had a guy on a plane and he was playing Final Fantasy VII. Then he goes home and plays Mario Kart. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. And uh, I was like, and they did, and, and it's like, well, they've just put that in the trailer, but they, a bit like when they originally showed the Switch and they had Skyrim and it didn't come out for ages. It, uh, it, but there's also a rumor that 
Final Fantasy VII will come out quite soon. Okay. Strange. I don't know why they'd announce 10 and 12 and then not announce 7 if it was going to come out sooner, but maybe that's the whole point of this direct. Um, eventually they're, they're when gonna, it does drop. They're going to count down instead, going up. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. Go down the steps and stay the other way. Guys, we've done the other way. We're going to go down the other way. Dave, <laughs> you've got seven on there, mate. Um, okay, cool. Uh, well, Dave's back. It's been ages since well, Dave's no, I missed I feel like I can pull back, off Dave. Dave. I feel I can pull off Dave better. In fact, you know what? Well, that's not a good way to start a sentence. I feel like I can do a better <laughs> impression of Dave with Pete outside the room because I can just go, Oi, Dave! Dave, mate! In fact, you know what? It's a good point. No one's actually ever heard Dave. They've only ever heard whoever the fella is shouting after Dave. Yeah. Okay. He he just lays at the door when you call him. That's that's the thing. Uh, Dave, he might be mate. he might be mute. Uh, Dave, can you talk? Dave can't talk. Anyway, um, after after that amazing impression, let's uh, let's switch it up, guys. Oh, switch it up. Like that one, yeah. That that was the best. Jet was that was the percussion played by Dave. You know what? It was percussion, and he also he tried to sing towards the end. Um, wasn't his best performance. You know, we'll grant him that, but he, he did. He put his heart and soul into it. I always think when I think of Dave, I think he's probably too hard at work, like carrying a huge crate. And he's just straining under the weight of that, and he can't talk or sing or play drums or anything. He's seconds just... seconds away from pulling a hernia. He probably yeah. is. He probably is. So we're going to go round table, guys, and talk about uh, the games that we've been playing this week because Mark did a, a marketing poll online, a marketing poll online, just to see it's exactly what's more popular. And you guys like it when we talk about games, funnily enough, actual games. Um, so I think a good place to start is our compadre that has um, brought out a YouTube video. Uh, well, three or four videos now, I think, on uh, a game called Smite. And uh, Pete, do you want to talk it through a little bit more so about what the channel is there to do, and then we can we can jump into the game? Yeah, so um, Smite is a game that I've been really looking forward to. It's uh, kind of an actually third-person MOBA. Um, and I've set up a, a channel on YouTube because it's the kind of game that you need to get good at. There's, there's no way around it. You've just got to do the homework. You've got to learn. It's exactly the reason why uh, Dan loved Monster Hunter so much because you can, you have to really <laughs> research it and, and you get found out if you haven't done the reading essentially. So um, there's a, a series of games that are like that for me where I just feel that I've got to level up on them. I've got to get to a standard that that's required to really access the game so the youtube account is just um, a series of videos of me leveling up as a player on smite and i'm thoroughly enjoying it and plus the community of people playing smite i've, I've had messages dropped to me a lot of them saying well you should probably try and do this and like really encouraging little points about people on switch learning how to play it as well so that's been quite enjoyable. I've really liked that. Which, I mean, I know you guys have created a few more videos than, than I have in the past. Is that the experience you've had on YouTube? Like, people getting behind you and supporting you with it? It's a very... Get... Sub... Go on, Mark. No, mate, you carry on. No, no, I insist. Oh, I, I just get threats and personal insults. I was going to say. <laughs> you carry on, mate. That's just in the WhatsApp groups. On, um, <laughs> on YouTube, I think it's more... 
what it's it's more just like a microcosm of gamers in general where there seems to be this swath of like more positive people however i think as the bigger you get you bring in a more or, or better yet the, the, the more efficient you are at bringing out videos and hashtagging in the right way and making it look more appealing for people to click on and you know kind of branding yourself in a bit more of a you know a more professional light that's when you start to bring in like the negativity but i think at the moment the level that we all are where we're like putting out genuine content and we're talking about like games like smite and talking about why it's important you get good at these games or i'm doing uh, one about super smash brothers you've got ben that's doing good stuff over on um i think he's doing attack the backlog where he's trying to go through like a hundred of his games that he hasn't played yeah. yet even though so, i love it i love a bit of backlog oh i do yeah. love a bit of backlog can you, Don't can say you backstop. my backlog pete yeah. <laughs> if, you, if I hear backstop one more time this week then I might kill someone but yeah. um, but in terms of that backlog he's looking at that so we're all kind of taking a different take on it but yeah I think there seems to be more positivity than negativity do you on think it. there's much of an Irish backlog? <laughs> no don't do it well the, the, there are Celtic gods in Smite that you can play as okay mate so, bring it back to Smite well played <laughs> great segue tell us, tell us about Smite well um so it is a, a multi, multiplayer online battle arena. Um, the graphics on Switch are very cartoony, but very good. Um, you essentially have four moves that you can do, um, one of them being your ultimate, and then there's attacks that build up to your ultimate. Um, you have to try and take towers and progress towards the enemy base. You have your units that spawn to support you in that. Um, but the real push of the game is learning your character's strengths and then gearing up your character in the correct way at the start of each battle. Um, the leveling up that you do is really important. Uh, so if you die, uh, you level up the enemy's hero characters um, quite significantly. So the more that you die, the stronger the enemy become, and it becomes almost like a tipping point where where they can steamroller your team as you're trying to attack. And, and the balancing act is knowing when to push and knowing when to retreat. So there's a real depth of strategy to how you play it, but also like to dating. how you build your character. <laughs> a bit like dating, is it? <laughs> I was going to say something else, but you carry on. Carry on, Mark. <laughs> <Go> on, <Pete. laughs> no, please. Like, let's talk no, about dating. No, no, carry on, Pete. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, it, it's, it's really challenging. Um, you can set items to like auto-purchase for when you go back to your base. Uh, before you then roll out to try to attack, but each of the items like, you'll find like the the skills you want to use and the stats you want to push. So you select the gear according to that, and there's loads of different builds out there which you can look into. Um, but it's just a really well presented game. It locks at uh, 60 frames per second. Um, there's times when you get absolutely caned on it, but you can't just walk away either. Um, so you could have like three amazing matches where you're winning and doing really well. You could have like a, a 5v5 PvP game, which goes brilliantly, but then the next minute get caned in 20 minutes. And, uh, <laughs> but you just always think, oh, I could do one more, or oh, if I just did this a little bit differently. Like You always feel, even when you're getting battered, that it's the way you're playing your character that lost you that. It's not always the enemy players it's like if i just hit that at the right moment or if i just moved that way and got off that space like it, it's it's really quite rewarding when you when you hit um and when you string together a bit of, a few kills as well and um, mm. because it really feels like you orchestrated that with your movement of your character and working as a team 
it's just really good and I, and I love it <laughs> I really do love it I've really enjoyed watching it as well and I think this is where in the past when you've been super persuasive of making me buy a game which you did last week and I bought it I still haven't played it <laughs> but I bought Smite and I bought the Founders Pack I was like you know what yeah, I really enjoy Paladins like Pete's super passionate about it again I'll play the game I'll buy the game on, 20 quid oh, I'll buy the game go on then so I bought the game and it was just one of those things I started watching your videos and was like this is a really good game I was like why am I not playing this game I was like oh I need to jump into it so I'm super I mean, excited it, to see I'm super it, excited to see um, how you progress in it as well and how good you get because you need to could, get, could I, get good could I put a cheeky little plug in as well go for it uh, the cheeky plug is we are the proud owners of a Switch Island podcast uh, clan on Smite me and, uh, me and Steve are in it. Holla. <laughs> so get yourselves in. Um, if, if you don't know, uh, it will eventually become free to play Smite on Switch. And you'll get like um, a rotation of free characters like they do on Paladins. Because it's made by the same people. Okay. Um, but if you buy the Founders Pack like you have done, um, you get early access. I, I'm not entirely sure how long that early access is for. But for Paladins, it was like two months or something like that. I think maybe a bit longer. Um, so you get early access, but you also get access to every single character as it's released, and and it's every character that has been released and will be released in the future. Um, and there are so many characters. It is <laughs> insane. So many more than were on Paladins. Like there's just gods from Celtic mythology, from uh, like the pantheon of Greek gods of ancient Egypt. There's Roman god. Like there's just gods for days like this loads um, <laughs> and i like so the fact it's not just like a cheap a skin over as well for all of them it seems oh, like no. legitimate no, they, different yeah. yeah they are so yeah that, that's what i've been doing on uh on my my switch recently cool yeah. um and so how, how much is it mate uh, so the founders pack i believe is about 25 pounds like 24 something 24 pounds something something 99 maybe um so it's about 25 quid um and that gets you the early access, and it also gets you the um, access to every character um, that has been released, is released, and will ever be released on that game. Ooh, okay, cool. Impressive. And, uh, I mean, because we, we played a lot of Paladins together, like, in, how is this different? Is it is it just the thematically, like the style and the, the, the gods that, you know? Or no, it is very different. Very different, um, okay. And it's very different because... Uh, Paladins is primarily like a first-person shooter. You can look at it whichever way you want, and it is like a team-based shooter, but predominantly first-person. This is a team-based uh, battle arena, so it's essentially uh, you can play like a deathmatch mode, or you can take a conquest mode where you have to take towers off each other. But because it's um, like because the camera's set behind your character, it really changes the whole feeling of it. Um, so in Paladins, a lot of the time, it's like you, you have to hold a position um, and defend it. In this, the, the battle arena is far more tactical in terms of like which um, which which path you go down, um, which characters face you there, um, and you'll do like 1v1 battles for different lanes. You have to win your lane and then help the other people's lanes. It's far broader and the games in paladin are over much much quicker whereas you're probably talking about on average about 25 to 30 minutes a game um for something on smite to play from start to finish it's a, it's a much deeper tactical game i think than paladins yeah. okay cool. wonderful so mark what have you been playing mate 
Yeah, mate. Well, I, I've been playing um, a bit of Overcooked 2 again. Ooh, we've jumped, jumped back, back in, into jumped this. back in. Yeah, well, we sort of haven't been on the old, um, you know, couch co-op front for a while. And this is a game that, since I last talked about it, has released some good DLC packs, actually. Um, one of them was free, and that, that's called Seasonal Content in the Game. This is like a winter sort of Christmassy themed content pack. Um, and so you're making things like Christmas puddings and... Um, hot chocolates which adds some interesting uh, dimensions because it's you've got to like so you've been playing mix um, the matter and you've been playing eight. christmas dlc in january well you know i just can't get onto it in on christmas day i just needed to <laughs> just <laughs> not, just wasn't ready for it but it's not gonna be bad luck it's, it's still cold enough and we've still we've got snow now for the first time so it's it's sort of relevant you know it's quite apropos cool. and um Hot, still cold enough to enjoy a hot chocolate or even yeah, yeah. a uh, Christmas, Christmas pudding or a mince pie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I've still got a Christmas pudding left in the cupboard, actually. So, um, okay. but one of the other things it's done is this Not was a free reason. update. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. on. Well, no, it was actually um, one <laughs> for hemorrhoids. Update. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> um, well, one of the things it's also added the game is, um, and this this applies to all of the original content that came with it as well is. Um, it's, I don't know if you know Overcooked, but every um, level that you play, you you can get like no stars, one star, two stars, or three stars, um, depending on how many points you get in that level. Mm-hmm. It's also added um, like a, a sort of game plus fourth star, so you can revisit the levels that you got three stars on and have to try extra hard to get the fourth star. So what Christine and I have been doing for the, um, the seasonal content, the Christmassy themed pack, is playing... Um, trying to get through only moving on to the next level if we do get three stars mm. and very frustratingly this has meant that we are completely stuck on one particular <laughs> level one bati- particular hot chocolate making level that is just killing us because it's not just you know you think hot chocolate you just cocoa and milk but you also have to apply squirty cream and um marshmallows to some orders you've got chop the marshmallows and you know what the game's like you, we're not only one of us can chop only one of us can like cook the levels like moving and crashing and falling all over the place so incredibly frustrating we've only ever managed to get two stars every time and oh we're like sitting on the couch like screaming at the the tv because of how annoying it is um so those people out there if you're a fan of overcooked 2 or any of the overcooked games um if you haven't played it in a while then it's worth picking it back up because there's been um surf and turf dlc pack which is a paid pack um, which gives you like 12 extra levels and some extra characters and things like that and some extra recipes. And that's got like, um, you know, like a beachy sort of surfy tropical sort of theme to it. And the, the free one with the seasonal content I've already talked about. And it just this week, actually they've been teasing, um, the next DLC release. And I'm not sure whether it's going to be paid or free at this point, but it looks like it's going to be to do with the Chinese new year celebration. So, um, um, could I ask just a question? No, um, go ahead, mate. Me and the missus were massively into the first Overcooked, but mm-hmm. it was up to a point. So we played a lot of it, and we liked the original kind of levels and, and travelling through, and the challenge was perfect. And then after we played it for, for quite a while, I, I think we've, we've played quite a lot of Overcooked 1, and then Overcooked 2 dropped, and we were like, oh, I think, I think we've had enough of Overcooked. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. is there enough... 
to persuade somebody who thinks they've had their fill of overcooked that there's there's enough variety or there's there's something that could bring me across to overcooked two because we did really enjoy overcooked one but we, we felt maybe we'd kind of had enough yeah and this i mean to, to be brutally honest this is a game that christine loves this game much more than me so whenever she mentions that you know suggests it for play because part of me hates this game and yeah, part of me, there I have that. a really love-hate relationship with it because, uh, you know, with other games like Smite you've just been talking about, once you get good, you're generally good and you can just carry on being good. But because each each kitchen setup is designed <laughs> to give you, to, to destroy you as a chef in, in any way it can, <laughs> you, you can never really get good. So you move on to the next level thinking, oh, you know, I've cooked whatever it is before. Like I've cooked soup. I'm going to be amazing at this. But then the level setup means that you get broken as a person much more than you ever thought you could be making soup. To be fair, um, like my old kitchen in uni used to be like that because <laughs> I used to have a toaster that would electrocute me every time I fucking used it. So yeah. <laughs> that, that is very much like the game. There, there yeah. could be an electric. Um, but to answer your question, I would say I would say yes and no. Like it is the same game, just remixed and revisited. There are some new things, I think, the some of the levels are also incredibly annoying again and but they are different levels and mm. you've got different sort of themes different styles of play and some new sort of gimmicks so there's like portals and things in some of the levels um you can also throw so some of the levels there might be like a raft circling another raft and you've got to like chop on one of the rafts and then throw your items across to the other raft so you've got this throw mechanic which changes it up quite a lot um there's there's much more like chef characters you can play as. Um, the, the theme music is just as amazing as the first Overcooked. It's just worth having it on really loud. It's great. But I would say if you did think you were just done and didn't want just more Overcooked levels, then I wouldn't recommend it so much because it is Overcooked too. It's not a, a different franchise by the same company. Like, it is the same sort of game. Um, but you know, you might get to a time when you do feel like jumping back in and then, then it definitely is worth it. Yeah. Okay. Tough cool. that, I mean. Awesome. No so, yeah, um, I've been, well, I don't know, can I say what I've been playing? Yeah, I can. Samsara. Well, so, this is the time for it. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> thanks, Mark. Cheers, mate. <laughs> no worries. Thank you for the positive words. Um, <laughs> so, so supportive. So, absolutely. Yeah. So I've been playing a game called Samsara, which was uh, provided by the lovely people. We know this off by heart now, don't we, Mark? Uh, provided by the, the lovely guys over at Nintendo Dads. So what Samsara is, it's like a puzzle game. Um, it, it very much feels like a mobile port, but for some reason I've become quite addicted to it. So I've been playing it for, I think, roughly an hour, two hours, three hours this week. Um, we've been producing a video for it, Mark and myself, where it's um, our series called Game & Watch on YouTube, where one of his games and one of his watches. Very simple. Um, and again you start to get used to it the graphics are really lovely like the game's super easy to play very frustrating some of the levels are next to impossible resulted in one point when we had to go turn to google to try and fix the uh or try and figure out what we needed to do um but yeah it's made by marker limited remember right? yep. marker limited so yeah it's, it, that's been super fun i'm not going to say too much about it other than just plug our youtube again so if you, you well, go on youtube and have a little search for nintendo uh, switch island and you should be able to find us on there um and again i think we're probably going to try and record that at some point over the weekend mark sorry yeah man no i'm, I'm definitely up for giving it another shot of recording it i was just going to say it might be worth 
um, like mentioning the, the the mechanic of like the reflection mechanic thing. Probably like core interesting part as of the game. M- as much as I want to explain it, it also really okay. frustrates me. So that's why I'm I'm kind of not explaining it in the best possible way. So the way the game levels are um, kind of laid out is you have x amount of blocks and shapes of said block to be able to move your character from one place to another and the whole point is you've got to get your character from a through to b and then that's pretty much it if you don't get the blocks in the correct setup um and there is only one way of doing that at the moment that i can see um so there's one route there's no it's not like two or three different ways you can solve a level then the, the problem is that z the character just falls into the water so what mark alluded to is the screen is literally split in half so the first bunch i'd say of about five levels there's no no dynamic to what happens below the screen however when you get to like the second batch levels and onwards um below is like a reflection and it's very like magical and mystical and if you to place blocks below the waterline it like reflects above so there's different ways of moving like one shaped block might be like an isosceles triangle but when you put it underneath the water it'll shape a different way so there's loads loads of different ways of like solving it and the, the whole point then is you've got this added dynamic to the game but would you add anything else mark just before i kind of wrap up on it um no that would be i think so the only other thing is like it's got like portals in it as well hasn't it a little bit yeah can you sort of move between the portals or is that just the end goal you can move between them but it's still yeah. i don't think there's any um there isn't like multiple ways of using them i haven't well, seen that yet when i first looked at the game i sort of thought it was one of those games that just going to be like a piece of cake to walk through it but i yeah. mean we got we got properly stuck and there was like three three of us watching the video um with, with dan playing it and two two of us watching and just unable to solve this one level no, was, for like a good half an hour or so <laughs> it was it felt pretty pathetic <laughs> Is that a comment on the game or the watches? Uh, we'll move on from that. Thanks, Pete. It was, it was 11 o'clock at night. I was tired. Uh, <laughs> I've had to use that excuse a couple of times. So moving on to the next <laughs> game, I think, um, Pete, you've got, you've got, like I said, Smite. So Mark, you've mentioned uh, something that you both and Pete have played, Skies of Fury HD. Oh, I'd be interested to hear your take on this, Mark. Yeah, I mean, we've got a review um, on the old version of the website. I think you'd, you'd written that review for us, Pete. Was that right? Yeah, no, I, I was quite taken with it, um, as, as it is like um, a flight game. I'm not sure if you realise I'm quite into them. Um, right. Yeah, it's like a flight game, quite arcadey. I, I really enjoyed it. And it was um, maybe very early on in the Switch where there was like just a, a very early drought if you weren't playing um, Breath of the Wild, what what was your main thing? like? And, and uh, Skies of Fury landed at a perfect time when I'd kind of finished Breath of the Wild, so... I was enjoying it after that. But what, what's your take on it? Yeah, well, I mean, I'd only, when you sort of reviewed it and stuff, I sort of, I had a look at it and it, the graphics are sort of this sort of shell, cell shaded. There's very sort of soothing graphics and I like flying in these sort of old um, World War One. Are they World War One era, would you say? Yeah, they look like biplanes and such. Yeah, biplanes. Maybe very, very later, later um, World War One, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because at the beginning they were just sort of throwing objects down at each other weren't they from 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 the planes rather than actually having guns but they've definitely got guns in the game um so you know you're just sort of working through like a fairly standard sort of campaign setup you've got sort of level after level and there's sort of three main styles of level there's like you know kill all the enemy planes um there's protect your 
fleet of planes. So uh, protect like you're, you're like there's like a convoy uh, sort of set up. And then the third one is like time challenge where you're just navigating through hoops and shooting targets. And it's like a, your time is counting down. So there's those three and they, it doesn't really mix up much from that, but I think the core gameplay of just flying around this sort of beautiful environment and, you know, just dogfighting with enemy planes is just, it's good enough like by itself that it, it's fun. Um, and, and it feels sort of quite relaxing actually. Like even though you're in these sort of dogfight combat missions, you're sort of, cause you're swooping around and it's like a big open space. It's sort of a relaxing game to play after. So it's a good sort of palate cleanser. If you've been playing a lot of like tight demanding Metroidvania style games. Um, and so, <laughs> and I would recommend doing that. Um, yeah. And, and it's, it's got like a multiplayer mode where you can, um, it's like a survival mode where the two of you, um, it plays split screen. I think it will play f- up to four as well on, on the split screen. And you're just, you get wave after wave of enemy planes coming and you've just got to try and stay alive as long as possible and shoot down as many of them as possible. Um, and I've been playing it actually with my dad, which is incredibly rare because I've never, you know, the number of games that he'll have played would be on like a one hand. And that's probably like a, a mutilated hand with only like two fingers. Um, <laughs> so he's not played many games, but he's, he was enjoying this. I hasn't yet. And we've probably played it for a couple of hours or so, all, all told. Hasn't yet managed to shoot down a plane. But um, <laughs> our goal is to get to that place where you can shoot down a plane. Um, but, you know, he's, he's able to sort of move the plane around in the air now. And that, that's encouraging. Um, and, and the game, actually, I didn't expect it was going to get as difficult as it did. And um, it's actually got quite challenging um, in like the second set of levels. Um, and so you've got to, one of the things you can do is sort of hide the plane in the cloud. So there's like cloud formations and you can sort of hide and then you can then sort of like dart out and attack a plane, uh, which is quite cool. So, yeah, um, love it. One thing I'd just like to check as well um, with, with flight games that how they control is everything for me. I mean, if the, the control setup for Skies of Fury is a little bit different to, to quite a lot of flight games, I think. Can can you just give us your thoughts on what you thought it was like yeah, to control? You're it? probably going to speak better than me at this. You'll probably know all of like the flight up and down, left and right terms that I'm not going to know. Um, but my dad did have to flip <laughs> the the settings so that it was the other way around. Apparently, that's more like an actual biplane or whatever, or an actual plane. Yeah, he inverted it to be more like a real plane because um, obviously his experience of flying loads of planes. <laughs> um, but anyway, it just made more sense in his head. Did you have to do the same or? Yeah, it, it's more. It if I remember correctly, because it's been a while since I've played it, um, it, it, it seems like, is the left stick the acceleration or is that the up and, is that the, the up and down axis? Is that the y-axis? I think the left stick is the acceleration. They're like, the full, yeah. Full but the, the left and the right is also not quite as I remembered it to be. See, weirdly, and I haven't played a lot of flight games, so maybe... You know, I'm probably not the right one to say, but I did find the controls to be no problem at all, like mm-hmm. probably plain sailing, and I was just able to jump in. So maybe oh, they cool. went with a default configuration that was more for video gamers rather than like, you know, flight plane pro simulator people. <laughs> um, no, well, if you've liked the control, because I, I had to learn to like the controls. I think I struggled at first with the control setup, but then now I'd probably set up quite a lot of my 
my flight games to fit that that the way okay. that they've done it. Um, okay. It's very forgiving, isn't it? Because you can't like crash into anything really. No. So it's very forgiving. No. You can just swoop around and get used to it. So without getting into weeds on flight controls, gents, come on, because you can you can sit here all day over a pint of mead and do that one day. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, another game that Mark you've been playing, Sundered. Sundered. Yeah, just Eldritch quick, Edition. Sundered that, Eldritch Edition. I thought that's where you um, lived. Yeah, Eldridge. Um, welcome to Eldridge. Hello, welcome, Hello, welcome to Eldridge, to the, the village of Eldridge. Um, we have a lovely town hall. This is Mavis. She's the, she, she, she's a town baker. She'll introduce you uh, to David, who's the town. She'll dishwasher. also repair any of your clothes if any of your uh, 40, if your smock for forty euro. euro. Mavis recently fell out with Miriam because Miriam brought her own scones uh, to the gala rather than going to the bakery and buying them from Miriam. Um, so there was a cold shoulders all round. If you need to make a uh, phone call, we haven't got a phone box here in the village, but um, Mavis up by the um, the other Mavis up by the park, she will um, she'll let you use her telephone system. Mavis was very disappointed with Isabel. Is Isabel had cooked some chicken and gave her food poisoning? Um, funnily enough, she then went back to home and she called the doctors and said, "Doctor, I think I've got food poisoning." So she called Mavis and said, "Mavis, I believe you've given me food poisoning." So I don't live in the Vicar of Dibley, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's Eldritch uh, edition of Sundered? So Sundered, the Eldritch edition, is a <clears throat> Metroidvania on, um, Metro on the Switch. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. uh, <clears throat> Metroidvania. No, it's or not a, Metroidvania. Come on, we, we no. coined this term. Roidvania. What is it? Avoidvania. No, it's a Vainroidia, wasn't it? Vainroidia. <laughs> Metroid. Metroid Castlevania. So what do we call it? A Vainroid. So this yeah. game is quite, it looks gorgeous. Like it's the same people who made, um, what's that game you've got, Dan? Jogan, is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that, is that what it's called? Jo- I can't Jotun, I think it Jotun. is. Jotun, yeah, that's right. Valhalla so, Edition or whatever. That's it. They love, they love doing the old colon and then Valhalla Edition or <laughs> Elvish Edition. They love a colon, <laughs> those, those boys. Um, yeah. Now, the, so the graphic style is sort of quite similar to that. So it's, it looks great. You are... You know, you're roaming in all, in all sorts of directions in this Ooh, like 2D. Roam. Yeah, it, this is great if you love a roam. Um, it sort of plays a bit like Dead Cells in that the combat's very fast and fluid. You can do like your your double jumps and your wall jumps and things. And like a like a good um, vein roidia, you gain abilities as you progress that lets you access new areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's this one compared to Dead Cells is more on the exploration side of things which is why i'm able to play it rather than that game um so you can sort of head off in different directions from the start so you can just go left you can sort of well to start with you can only go down then then from going down you can go left and right in all all, all directions there but as you develop the game you can then go go left or right from the main hub area um and one of its unique things is you know, like you're playing um, a game like Super Metroid or something, the enemies are fairly sort of uh, evenly staggered throughout the levels. In this, you, you know, you might not see any enemies for a, you know, a good minute or so or two minutes. And then you'll just get like flooded with like an invasion of enemies that all arrive and like start attacking you. So right. it sort of moves from exploration to battle scenarios you know you're either exploring or you're in a combat you're not exploring and doing combat so much so these and it really is like these big waves um 
and I did actually post a video on Twitter that, that no one appreciated of just um, so it got no likes whatsoever or any any views <laughs> I don't think but it was this video sorry of, mate oh. I know mate it's all good just a video of um, your 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 protagonist just getting swarmed by these enemies you just gotta like dart everywhere and take them out and you can do the cloud jump thing that you can do on the messenger where every time you hit an enemy you can then do a jump so you can just like chain enemy attacks to, right. to survive um, but the interesting thing is you basically just have to die because you could you couldn't play it through. So this is a bit like Dead Cells where it does require you to die. So when one of these these swarms does kill you, that is when you get given your skill tree and you're back at the the main hub and you can then apply your your points that you've collected, which are like shards throughout mm. the game. There's loads of shards everywhere in these little jars. Um, you can apply those to the skill tree and then you can head out again. But what, what the, re- the reason I'm preferring it to Dead Cells um, at the moment is in Dead Cells, once you once you die, you start right at the beginning again. And there aren't you, you, you can't really you have to sort of progress linearly through the level. Um, and even though it uh, rogue rogue vania is up a little bit so that the level looks a little bit different, it generally doesn't change that much. Whereas in this game, you can just head out in a completely different direction and then you're fighting different enemies and the, the graphic style changes. And so I enjoy that aspect of exploration enough to keep playing this one. Um, yeah, it's a good, good little game. I, I do recommend it if you're a fan of sort of sort of 2D combat Metroidvania style games. This is a good one. Can I float an idea as well, just hearing you talk about that there? Yeah, man. How, how are we feeling about roguelikes now? Is it a bit saturated? Do you think? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm still put off by it. Like that. That game you sort of talked about in the last episode, the, in the other sort of flight game, um, Air Heart. Mm. I was kind of interested in that when you mentioned it, and as I've been enjoying Skies of Fury, I thought maybe I'll get another plane sort of game. You know, jump on the Pete back wagon. But um, <laughs> there's there's plenty of room for you. Plenty of space. Yeah, jump on, jump in. <laughs> it's a very large wagon with just it yourself is. on it. Um, it flies. <laughs> very dusty, and it flies. Yeah. Um, it. Um, but I saw roguelike, and I thought, yeah. Mm. But Sundered is a little bit roguelike, but because you can just explore in any direction, you don't you don't have that feeling that it is one because you're not just progressing through the same stage and having it change slightly. Um, so, I, yeah, this one I'm preferring to the other styles. What, what about you guys? Yeah, it's a bit saturated, but um, I think I'm just going to move us on, guys, just because I know we're, we're coming up to the 58-minute mark. And uh, as much as I love talking about roguelike <laughs> and whether or not the market is saturated i know we've got a game to play so mark um oh, yeah uh, uh-huh. so what i'm, I'm going to quickly mention too first because you two have taken all the time up is that i have been playing smash <laughs> i'm going to give a very very quick plug uh, uh, sorry Dan. i'm going to give a very quick plug out to all of the youtube stuff that we've got going on at the moment so we have got game and watch which is the the, the video series that we're trying to unsuccessfully record at the moment where we do just take a look at a game that's just come out or you know certainly one that's in the e-shop or one that's in benji's backlog and then talk through it and see whether or not it's worth you guys picking up Pete as mentioned has got leveling up which is his uh, foray into smite and trying to get good get good at it um, I've also got what I was going to talk about is the smash cast which is I'm trying to get good at uh, Super Smash Brothers so uh, all of these things we seem to got and I think Mark you've got one coming with Ben where it's going to be a round table called uh, the Switch Island Guide 2 and you're going to talk about I think the messenger isn't it the first time 
Yeah, I just think there are certain games that we come across. Maybe uh, Wargroup could be one of these, actually, that we're probably, a lot of us are going to play Ooh, and a yes. lot of us are going to complete. And, and, and I just think it's worth having a bit of a, a, a forum for a bit more of an in-depth analysis of particular games. And I think the Messenger probably deserves that. And there's probably loads that deserve it. But this is one that Ben and I and I think a couple of others from the crew have, have jumped in on. So it could be a good one to, to do our first guide to. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the content we've got out there. Mine was going to be Super Smash Brothers, just because I've um, I've been playing it a little bit more this week and trying to get a little bit better at it. I'm main in cloud at the moment, obviously the. How are you um, finding cloud, mate? Good, yeah, I seem to be there. I still get tonked by certain characters who come along, like Marth or um, you know some of the pro players that just absolutely annihilate me. But yeah, it's getting there. Um, just I've got an interesting fact for you, Dan, um, yeah. about cloud. Actually, okay, he is the most popular choice for game character for Smash. Is he really? More people play as Cloud than anyone else. I did since, since this has come out. Ah, that's fascinating. And again, for anybody out there that has um, redeemed their code, uh, Piranha Plant came on the scene yesterday, I want to say, for everyone to be able to download, or it might have been earlier this week. So if you haven't picked him up, or her, go and pick her or him up straight away. So... Isn't- isn't it PT Piranha? Is that? It's not PT Piranha. This one is it not? Come no, on. this is just a gen- the generic version. It's PT is in Mario Tennis Aces. That's but this the is one. just Piranha Plant. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't assume it's gender. And speaking of which, let's move into the game, Mark, which is called Mario or Mario. Oh. No, that's just what's called. That's what you asked me. No, I did. I was just leaving the, the suspenseful <laughs> pause so that the music could go in there. Oh, um, nice. yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I was, I'm always like on edge whenever we're going to start this game. I just feel like I'm going to get ripped I'm apart. Just trying that's to teach you how to host. It, I'm just trying yeah. to trying to teach you. So carry on, Mark. It's, uh, it's over to you, my friend. Well, I've been spot. Have you have you guys got the got them? I've dropped them into uh, into the WhatsApp into WhatsApp. Okay, I've got them here. We've got them here. So we're changing up slightly, aren't we? Verona. Yeah, we've changed it up this week. So, welcome to Mario or Mario. I've been inspired this week by the news of uh, Dr. Mario World coming out on mobile in the summer. And so this week, we're Dr. Mario or Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Easy enough. This name. Nice. So, Very nice. in this game, I challenge um, these two Nintendo buffoons to um, with, with four bits of trivia um, one of them, one of the bits of trivia is not true. It's a fake-a-rooney. It's just completely made up by myself. Fake news. Whereas the other three are definitely not fake news. The other three are legit, uh, true bits of bits of fact, information. So this, you know, and th- this time it's themed by Dr. Mario. So, and we've changed it up this time because Pete dropped this on me last time. He was like, just starting the game. And he was like, Mark, are we are we doing this together or individually? And I thought about it during the week. And I thought, yeah, let's try it out where it's both of you against me. So you, this time, 
these two I'm going to I'm going to read through they're going to discuss the four and decide <laughs> together which one they're going to come back at and tell me is the Dr. Smario wonderful oh, are you ready for that, that was very concise be a hard one isn't it this, this, <laughs> I am not looking forward this to this one's one. going to be a hard one yeah I think this is a hard one I mean it's a game that we've probably not played as much as some of the other games we've touched on um, but you know I just keep keeping it real with the news so there we are that's it okay Wait, let's start on. Fact number one, the most recent incarnation of the game came out in 2015 and is called Dr. Mario Miracle Cure. Fact Mm. number two, a version of the game was released called Dr. Mario BS version. Mm. Fact number three, Dr. Wario and Dr. Yoshi were released for DS and Game Boy Color, respectively. Fact number four, a version of Dr. Mario has released on all Nintendo's home consoles to date. So, Pete, oh, if, you, uh, if you talk through one and three, and I'll talk through two and four, and we'll make our, make our decision at the end of it. So go on, you Dr. crack on with Mar- one. Okay, so the most recent incarnation of the game came out in 2015, and it's called Dr. Mario Miracle Cure. Hmm, what do we think? My my gut feeling is that now I, Dr. Mario games I, I've basically looked past until the Nintendo Switch Online okay. and I, I dismissed it as like a, a very basic puzzly game but it's not, it's tons of fun and I love it on the, the Nintendo Switch uh, you know the, the Nintendo Online bit yeah um, so I imagine if it had, had a re-release of something or a, a more recent incarnation of it in 2015 I would have dismissed that straight away as being like not bothered hmm. um, three Dr. Wario Dr. Yoshi were released for DS and Game Boy Color respectively now the, the formula of Dr. Mario I imagine uh, Dr. Mario could fit very nicely with those two characters it would be very quick to do it um, and I do seem to how easy is it for people in the Mushroom Kingdom to get doctorates? Because <laughs> <laughs> evidently pretty easy. I mean, does that seem right? Is is that something that would happen in the Mushroom Kingdom? Um, oh, I, could I take, think I mean, out of those two, I think number three is more likely than number one. More likely to be the fake. It's more... Oh, so... Wait, wait, is there not just one fake? Or are they all fakes and one true? Is that is that? I don't. Well, you know, right. you know oh, how this works. You were talking one, through one, one and three. Of these is fake. And I was talking through two and four, mate. And I was just saying, out of your two, what do you think? One, which one do you think would be the fake one? Out of curiosity. Okay. The most likely to be fake, I believe, would be number one out of those two. Okay, so if I go for number two, so a version of the game was released called Dr. Mario BS version. <laughs> um, a BS version. So what would that be? BS, an acronym more shorthand for, Pete, what do you think? Um, BS. No, nothing's coming to me. I don't, I don't really... Strange. Uh, okay, so number four, a version of Dr. Mario was released on all of Nintendo's home consoles. So saying home consoles, so there's been one on the NES, SNES, N64, GameCubes, which... I I would be pretty... I mean... Well, that's definitely wrong, isn't it? There hasn't been like a new version yet. on the Switch. 
But there's been virtual consoles. When it says a version of, it must mean, like we said, the virtual console version. So was there something on the GameCube of it? Because that wouldn't have a virtual console, and I don't think. No, I am. Mm, would there be a Doctor Mario game on the on the GameCube? I wouldn't have thought so. I can't think of one on there. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe in maybe different country. Maybe it was popular. Maybe the game's popular in Japan. Or hmm. so out of my two, number two and number four, so the version of the game was released called Doctor. I've got to go with number two, so Doctor Mario BS version. But so, so you think I number think, two is the false one? I think two, and you think one. Is that right? I'm thinking overall out of all of them. I think number one is uh, number four is the false one. But so version of Doctor Mario is released on all of Nintendo. So you know what? I'm happy to go with that because it is that. Well, then again, so we're saying let's forget the anything with the virtual console. You've got NES, SNES, N64, GameCube. I can't think of one on the N64. But like, it's one of those games, again, because it's not my bag, I would have dismissed, like, straight away, the information coming to my head, I would have dismissed that straight away. I think there will have been. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Definitely will have been one on the NES, because I'm pretty sure that's how the first game came out. And then, yeah, and that's the NES Online thing I've got. Yeah, exactly. So then SNES, yeah, more than likely, because it will have sold well on the NES. Anything with Mario on tends to sell well. <sighs> I want to go for... I want to I persuade you, Pete. I'll buy you a beer if we can go for number... I think... I think three now. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, I was not expecting that. No, Doctor Wario and Doctor Yoshi were released for DS and Game Boy Color. I just can't think of anything. Taught me. Come on, talk, just persuade me here. So, Doctor Wario and Doctor Yoshi. I, I just think that there's really like NHS in crisis, isn't it? And we we need more doctors. <laughs> so, yeah, I think Dan get, should put his phone down. To be honest, looks like he's googling. Bit worried. I'm on our WhatsApp group, mate. Look. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Power yeah, of right, Skype. No Bit scared. Replying yeah, to Michael no worries, about game codes. So if you, if you want to be funny about it, um, um, you don't question my integrity, mate, I sunshine. Joking. I was only joking, lad. I cannot shame imagine. Yourself. I, I cannot imagine that there's. Would, I've never well, seen actually, Yoshi in a. Hold in on, a, hold on. Actually, it's a really good point. So if I've just hit on something accurate and Mark's now questioning whether or not I'm googling something, does that mean that number three is right? Uh, the wrong one. I'm not going to use that logic. That's that's, that's good logic, logic, Pete. Ah, I think that's good logic. I mean, do, do we think that like the Mushroom Kingdom is some wild west of medical care? So I'll explain this potentially. Yeah, um, I don't think it's exactly great for plumbing either. So let's be frank. You know, they're, they're well, appropriate plenty of trades. Plumbers, right? Well, that's the problem. But how <laughs> how, how are they accredited? Um, think about it logically. So if you've got a Doctor Mario game why would you then bring out a Dr. Wario game or a Dr. Yoshi game? So the, the power of the brand is Dr. Mario. If you bring out a Dr. Wario or a Dr. Yoshi, it's not going to sell as well, is it? Boom. I drop, mean... Drop the mic. I would like to go to four, but if there's a beer on it, we'll go for three. I'll buy you the beer later. I'll buy you a beer. No, no strings, no round. I'll buy you a beer if I'm wrong. All right, let's, let's go for right, number three. Mark, right. we have our answer. <laughs> yeah, decision, final? Yep. Yeah. Okay, 
Nice one, guys. Good discussion. Right, I'm going to go through these in order. Okay. Okay, number I'm a bit one. Nervous. Is it right to be nervous? Why does this matter so I much? I can't afford a beer. I don't know what's going to happen. I think it's fine. No, I think your integrity, as you know, as a as a co-host, is dependent on this <laughs> at some point getting this right. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Number one, the most recent incarnation of the game came out in 2015 and is called Doctor Mario Miracle Cure. Is in fact Ooh. true. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay, um, fact number two, a version of the game was released called the Dr. Mario BS version. I hate this game. Carry on. Th- this is true. I've just got, I've got yes. to this. Is true. <laughs> uh, yes. And enhanced, I've got to tell you about this. So this is an enhanced remake of Dr. Mario was paired with Tetris in the Super Nintendo, so on the SNES compilation, um, on the compilation game Tetris and Dr. Mario, released in 1994. And this version, again, was re-released in Japan in 1997 as a downloadable title for the Super Famicom's Satellaview peripheral. And the game, when translated into English from the Japanese, is Dr. Mario BS version. <laughs> what does the BS stand for? Not sure it's from the Japanese, but that, that's what it's called. Right, so I'm confident now. So we've got number three. And we've got number four to go. So number three is one we've gone. So Dr. Mario and Dr. Yoshi released on DS and Game Boy 4. A version of Dr. Mario is released on all Nintendo's home consoles. Ooh, carry on, Mark. Carry on. Okay. Uh, fact number three. Dr. Mario and Dr. Yoshi were released for DS and Game Boy Color, respectively. It is the fiction. Yes! Well done, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Well done. Um, although I can tell you, that and the reason I I changed this from the truth the truth is there was a Dr. Luigi that came out for Wii U and Dr. Wario did come out for a WarioWare title it was part of like a WarioWare collection Ah. um, but it it wasn't a complete game and it definitely wasn't on the DS Um, and Dr. Yoshi has just never existed he can't even speak let alone get a doctorate so (laughs) that's the truth boys well played that's the that is the fiction Um, and I'll just finish up so Number four, surprisingly enough, a version of Dr. Mario has released on all Nintendo's home consoles and, in fact, most of the handheld consoles. And I was being a little bit uh, cheeky, and you did pick up on this, guys, with the word version because some of them are sequels, some of them are ports, Hmm. and some of them are, like, you know, virtual console-style games. So, well played. You've won your first Dr. Mario. I I think that was beautiful, Pete. I think we worked through that logically the name of either the gamecube one or the n64, the n64 one is actually called you, you'll guess what it's called dr mario 64, dr. Mario 64. <laughs> yes the gamecube okay. one um was released on um a special disc called the nintendo puzzle collection for gamecube and it was released ah, okay okay yep well played hey that was a great version of the game i, I thoroughly really enjoyed, enjoyed that. that well played dan well played no well played well, Pete. i think we uh i think he's got you know a beer is in order i think we both deserve a beer after that i think you know what screw the rules we both get a beer we deserve yeah, two it two beers drink to that <laughs> um so what was the name of that game that was mario or mario thanks everyone no, it was dr mario or dr well, mario yeah, this particular yeah. one was dr mario <laughs> or dr mario <laughs> Thank you.
So uh, that kind of wraps us up, guys. But other than that, we've got a couple of games that are coming out at the moment. I just want to um, dive very quickly into the Nintendo newsletter that was released this morning. Um, <laughs> and, and obviously, your February with Nintendo. Uh, what's hot in February? So what is the landmark game on here, do you think, Pete? What's the, what's the game right at the top of the list for Feb on the oh, Switch? I don't know. I haven't seen the, uh, the email. Okay, so it came in this morning at 8.07 a.m. And it is Goat Simulator, the uh, the goatee. What? The go- the That's game. the number one in Feb? That is the number one game in Feb. Wargroove's oh, the third. Wargroove. Wargroove's the, the third. Banner game, Stupid. Be the goat. Ridiculous. <laughs> so um, come on, Nintendo, pull your finger out. Give us a direct. Let's look forward to a load of other stuff, including the Fantastic Wargroove, which I think, as we were talking about there, we've been prepping this. We are going to buy on We're all going to get it, aren't we? Right now. We're all going to get it now, mate. So what do we know about this it. game? Just out of curiosity, just um, very quickly before I know we're trying to wrap oh, up before one twenty. Me and Mark got... played it at EGX and loved every second of it. We've been oh, following yeah. it a while. We've spoken about it on the potty quite a bit as well, haven't it's we? Fantasy um, Advance Wars, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You and you, you can make your own maps. <gasps> can you? Yeah, can you, you can share make them? your own maps. You can. Uh, there's a there's a, a story mode. There's online multiplayer. There's 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 so much to do in this, and you know the sweetest thing about it as well, uh, Chucklefish, that like the people who were behind this and um, Stardew Valley, they posted a little account of where they clicked the the, the red button to launch the game on all the different consoles. I saw that. That things. was a beautiful little video. Oh, the there's like a, a girl with a cat. There's a dog. They're all just crowded around, clapping each other. It just looks so genuine. Re- really, really, just a nice little little group of people. It seems there, but yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, congrats, guys! Then it's always uh, it's always exciting bringing out a new game. So I have just purchased it. I used my points. Bought it. Yep. Eleven pound fifty eight. I've got it for. Uh, so it was fifteen pounds ninety nine, guys, on the e store. Um, that seems to be the biggest game for Feb for us. I don't think we'll be diving into the Goat Simulator anytime soon. Anyone? No. No. It's twenty seven quid as well. It's ridiculous. Twenty seven pounds. Twenty seven pounds. You could get. <sighs> I could. I could get that game. I've been wanting for ages for that. That. Um, Oh, I've forgotten what it's damn called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that game, um, that amazing you know, game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Monster Boy, Magic Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that Monster one. Boy. Yeah. Out of curiosity, did anybody up, upgrade to version 7.0 as well this week? Yeah, got that. Got my new, got my new um, avatars. Oh, yeah, okay, new, new you avatars. Get new avatars and something else. They uh, phrased it, it as we've added some bits. Do you know what really makes bits. me laugh? Do, do you know when they gave the, um, like the, the breakdown of, of what the improvements have been? There's like a little picture of this this like cartoony girl that says, "Oh, there's been an update," and then you're expecting like a big list of all the update stuff that it's done, and it's literally a sentence of, "We've made some changes," and it's like, "Oh," because <laughs> normally when you get an update on a game or a console, they tell you exactly what they've changed, the hot fixes, the problems that won't be there no more. But we get a little cartoon character saying, "It's all good." Everything's yeah. fine. Be happy. They're not even saying whether they're positive changes. They're no. just changes have been made. Yeah. Changes have been made. Yeah. yeah. I know. Just give us some themes, guys. Just let me change the look of mine a little bit more. Yeah. Give me give me yeah. some stuff like that. I want folders because now it's actually like getting a bit difficult to find it because I've got loads of digital games. And it's difficult same, to yeah. bloody find the right game. Sometimes. I've got loads of digital games. Oh, <laughs> I'm so poor. Oh, I'm, I'm love a little on folder. My... 
So, some more hard drive space, please, Nintendo. Just, just <laughs> anything, Nintendo. Oh, you're a darling. Oh, Nintendo. Uh, so, guys, uh, have a great weekend. Thank you for joining you us. Too. Yeah, I've had, a, I've had a nice little day. The weather is banging here. I don't know what it's like in yeah. the South Mark. It's very nice. It's oh, I don't know if I'd go as far as banging. It's a lovely day in Britain. Um, yeah, special thought to everyone suffering in like minus 13, minus 40 temperatures stateside and in Canada. Um, some fantastic videos of like coffee freezing midair, which has uh, made my oh. morning a little bit more cheerful when I'm coping with minus three and being like, oh, it's too cold. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you very much for joining us on the Switch Island podcast. If you want to find us on www.switchisland.co.uk, that'll link you to all the YouTube stuff that we talked about. Um, again, our Twitter handle is at switch underscore Ireland, Mark, your Twitter handle at Smark Tweeter. Pete at GQ Preacher. Mine is at Danny Ward two seven zero seven. Go out, buy Wargroove, talk about it online with us. Play Super Smash Brothers, watch YouTube, and uh, have a ruddy good week, guys. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Over and out. Bye. Love you. Let's go.